let the church say amen. From the book of Job, Job chapter 1, <clears throat> Job chapter 1. I know you've already read this whole story, but it would be good to refresh yourself. Just in your time, just read this story again. There's so much to be learned. But for this morning, I'd like for us to focus on verse 8, chapter 1 and verse 8. And these are the words that you find there. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Amen. Have you considered my servant, Job? I, I, I want to raise a question this morning with everybody and the sound of my voice. And the question I want to raise is, can God trust you? Can God, I know you trust him. <laughs> we shout about that. My question is, can he trust you? You do know that any healthy relationship is based on mutual trust. That means if the relationship is what it ought to be, then I ought to be able to trust you, and you ought to be able to trust me. Something sort of lopsided if one is doing all the trusting and the other is not trustworthy at all. Can God trust you? We, we, boast, about, we, we boast about our trust in God and because of his faithfulness, we have learned how to trust him. After all, he's never let us down. After all, he's always there when we need him. But that ain't the question this morning. The question this morning is, can he, can he trust you? The book of Job, the book of Job, starts by introducing us to this man, Job, a man who lived in the land of us. It tells us something about its character. It tells us, the Bible tells us about it. It says that Job was a blameless man. Already you know this is an unusual character. It says he was a blameless man. It says he feared God and he shunned evil. According to what the word tells us, he prayed and he made sacrifices every day. 
day. But it also tells us about his possessions. It tells us uh, all of the stuff that he owned. And uh, when you read that, it lets you know that he was a wealthy man. But then very quickly, very quickly, the story changes. It changes. It shifts and carries us. Read your Bible. It carries us into this strange and unusual conversation between God and the devil. And in this conversation, God is asking Satan, he's asking the devil, where have you been? Now, this is God, so he's just asking, see if he's going to tell the truth. God knew where he'd been. He knows everything. But God asks, where have you been? And although Satan is a liar, although Satan is a liar, it seems that this one time he told the truth. Verse 7, verse 7, he says, I've been walking to and fro on the earth. I've been walking up and down to earth. He says, I'm, I, he's carrying out. His mission, he's looking, he's looking, you know, his mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. Really what he's saying to God is, God, I'm doing what I do. I'm doing what I do. I'm going to and fro. I'm everywhere. Are y'all hearing me? Now now read the next verse carefully. And and this this is an important point. Read the next verse carefully because you see that it was the Lord and not Satan that brought up the name Job. Y'all need to see that. It was was God. It was God. And I think the term we use today is throw him under the bus. It was God. It was God, not Satan. Satan ain't said a word about Job. God brought up Job. Brought up the name of Job, verse 8. Have you considered, since you're looking for somebody, since you're going all over the place trying to find somebody, have you thought about my servant? This is God doing this. Have you thought about my servant, Job? And then after he points him out, the Lord, he starts bragging on Job. He says, uh, have you considered him? He's a perfect man. He's upright. He begins bragging on Job. Everybody up in here this morning, you need to know that if you carry yourself in a manner that makes the Lord brag on you, you are a great target for the devil. Are y'all hearing me? You carry yourself in a way that the Lord takes note and the Lord begins to brag on you. You better know that the devil is out. Y'all ain't hearing me. The devil is out to get the, listen to God, bragging on, on Job. He said, there is none like him. Nobody like Job. There's none like him. Now, I know Satan is no dummy. He's been traveling back and forth studying folk. He, he knows folk. He knows human nature. So he says to God, as God is bragging on Job, he says now, verse 9, he says, do you think Job is doing all of that for nothing? Do you think Job is serving you 
for nothing. Do, God, do you really think that he's down there shouting and praising, doing all that for nothing? Do you believe he keeps showing up at Salem every Sunday morning faithfully for nothing? Do you believe that he glorifies you for nothing? Let me tell you why he does that. Let me tell you why he praises you. Let me tell you why he loves you so much. Look at verse 10. He said, because you got a hedge around him. <laughs> that in your book? He said, he, said, he, he loves you because you got a hedge around him. God, you got him protected on every side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything he touches, you blessing it. You got, you got that hedge around. Y'all hear me now? Anybody came here with a mind to shout. Here's a good place right here. Here is a good place right here. If anybody wants to shout, I want you to know. He says, you got a, you, you got a hedge around him. I want you to notice something. God never de- denied the existence of the hedge. Y'all ain't here. You, you don't know when to shout. You don't know when to shout. God, God, God never said, no, I don't. No, I don't. No, he, he never denied the existence of a hedge around him. And if you want that didn't make you shout, God never, he, he, he did not, he did not, he, 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 he for some reason, and, and I thank God he didn't, he, he did not offer to remove the hedge. He didn't deny there was a hedge, and he never said, well, I'll get it out the way. No, he, he, the hedge is there. And you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad that he didn't mess with the hedge. Y'all ain't hear me. That'd be something theologically unsettling if he had removed the hedge. I I don't know about anybody else up in here, but I thank God for the hedge. Y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, I I know. I, I see some cloudy days myself, some ups and some downs, but I don't know where I'd be without the hedge. Yeah, yeah, I bless God for the hedge. Sometimes, uh, yeah, yeah, although you may, it may not feel like the hedge is there, sometimes it feels like a lot of stuff is getting by the hedge, but don't you fool yourself. God's hedge is always around you. God's protection is always in place. Psalm 91, listen at Psalm 91, what it says. It says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Let me go on. He will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your... Are y'all hearing me? To keep you in all your ways. Oh, I thank God for the heads. He, 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 he's true. He's true to his promise. He's true to his promise. He will never leave us, nor... Will he forsake us? Let me point these two things. Let me point two things out to you. First, I want to point out to you, Job had no idea that this conversation was going on. Y'all need to know that. See, see you and I, we all experts. We all know what Job should have done. That's because we, we know the story. We know that God and Satan, with we know the conversation. Satan had no idea. I mean, Job had no idea what was going on in his life because he was not privy to the conversation. All of us sitting up in here right now, we know more about what went on with Job than Job knew. Amen. 
Are y'all hearing this? And then the second thing is that, 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 that yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to point out to you is that Job was picked out merely because he trusted God. But the only reason he picked him. Picked him out only because he trusted God. No need to try to find some reasons, something that Job did. No need to look for all that what his friend did. You know, our friends will come around and say, you must have done something. You know, you know how your friends do. You know, when you're going through. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, must have done something wrong. Had, had to do. Y'all hearing this? But not because of anything Job did. He merely went through this because God knew he could be trusted. Went through all this because he knew that he could be trusted to go through troubles and trials. And after all was said and done, he knew that Job would keep right on glorifying his name. Only reason he went through that, because God knew that he could trust him with trouble. You see, my brothers and my sisters, if, if you are truly in God's hand and have yielded your life to him, trouble doesn't make you bitter. It makes you better. <laughs> I just said something right there. If you really trust him and put your weight on him, storms don't make you bitter. Yeah, they make you better. And every, everything that, even things that are not God sent can be God used. Write that down. Write that down. I say, even stuff that ain't God sent. You know, the devil, they'll send stuff. But it's amazing, even that God is able. I wonder if I got a witness up in here. What others mean for evil, God means it for good. So even if it's not God sent, it can be God used. Somehow, God uses our troubles and our trials to make us strong. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, he, he uses it somehow to make us strong. But then back to Job. So God says, you think. Satan, you think that he's faithful only because of his stuff? You think he's faithful just because I'm blessing him? He says, let me show you something, Satan. All that he has is in your power. <laughs> Remind you now, the head is still up. <laughs> All that he has, though, is in your power. Just watch this. Don't touch him. <laughs> Go on and fool with his stuff. Go on and make him lose his car. Make him lose his house. Go on and fool with his stuff. Just don't touch him. <laughs> Get it now. I, I'm not removing the hedge, but I am going to allow you to get in the hedge. As long as you're in the hedge, I, I got control of you too. See, I, you get in, go on and get in the hedge. So, so, 
I'm going to allow you to do what you do. (laughs) But you need to know I'm going to keep doing what I do. (laughs) So, 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 so Satan starts messing with Job's stuff. Within a few hours, just a few hours, within, a, within hours, he lost everything he had. Not only did he lose everything he had, he lost all 10 of his children. Are y'all hearing me? But even after such a tragedy, you've lost everything. You've lost 10 children. Listen at Job's response in chapter 1, verse 21, Job looked at all of that and looked at all that he had lost. So, yeah, ten, planning 10 funerals for children. But listen at what Job said. Job said, well, I'm looking, taking this. Naked came I into this world, and naked shall I return. Are y'all hearing me? Can God trust you? Naked came I into the world, and naked. So let, 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 let's look at what he. Let's look at this statement. Yes, Job says, Satan, Satan did attack me, and he did take away some stuff, and, and and he did take away my children. He took away all that I had, and yeah. But after a thorough inventory, when I go around and take an inventory. Of everything that I lost. Are y'all hearing me? When I really take an inventory, I came up with a number that says that he really didn't take anything. And the reason why he didn't take anything from me is because everything that he took didn't belong to me. It belonged. Y'all ain't hearing me. Oh, he took some stuff, but... When I think about it, when I came here, I didn't have nothing. When I leave here, I ain't going to have So he didn't take my stuff. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? Everything he took, he took. It belonged to God. It wasn't mine anyway. Somebody better learn that lesson right now. It ain't yours anyway. Are y'all hearing me? I, I know you drive in it and you don't you, you roll the windows up and try not to look at other folk, don't want to ride nobody. It ain't yours no how. Are you hearing me? I, I know you drive up in the garage, let the door down so you don't even have to speak to your neighbor. Yeah, but it ain't yours no how. <laughs> so Job said, Job says, as far as I'm concerned, the Lord gave it. And the Lord has taken it away. But it didn't stop right there. He didn't stop right there. You got to love this man, Job. He said, the Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. But then he breaks into a shout and says, blessed be the name. Are y'all hearing me? You better learn how to shout when you're down and out. You better learn how to shout when you're losing stuff. Blessed be the name. Oh, the Lord. In other words, everything is gone, but hallelujah anyhow. You better learn how to say that. Hallelujah anyhow. Anybody can praise when everything is working in your favor. (laughs) Anybody can shout then. 
Look at chapter 2, verse 4. And we miss this because if you don't read the Bible and just listen to other folk tell the story, you miss some stuff. This is something see a lot of y'all learning this for the first time. Chapter 2, Satan came back again. You didn't know he came again, see? You thought, yeah. Chapter 2, he came back a second time. Have the same scenario, have the same. Yeah, God, God now is really sort of taunting him. He, he knows what already happened. He, but he brings it up again. Say, well, did you consider my servant? <laughs> Have you considered my servant, Job? He, God knew he had. <laughs> Have you considered my servant, Job? Satan comes back this time. He said, uh, uh, Basically, what he said was that that first round wasn't fair. <laughs> skin for skin. Say you 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 know you know, he ain't, what he care about his stuff. What he care even about his children. But I'll tell you what. Yeah yeah. If, if, if you let me get to him, see it wasn't fair. No how it wasn't fair because you wouldn't let me touch him. Are y'all hearing me? I know he lost everything, but he didn't care about that. Lost all his children. I don't even know if he liked them or not. But you let me touch him. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, you, you let me penetrate the head. Let me touch him. He says, uh, I, I got this theory that a man will do anything if his life is threatened. Yeah, you, you, you just didn't let me get to him. Let me get to him. So, verse 5, he says, to God, you let me touch him. And I will make him curse you to your face. You let me at him. Verse 6. The Lord says, all right. Go ahead. Do what you want to. But now this is what you got to love this. He's still in charge. He's always going to set some parameters. You go ahead. Do what you want to. Just don't kill him. Do what you want to. Just don't take his life. So this time, Satan goes back. Already taking everything the man had, he goes back now and he attacks his body. Attacks his physical. He's beginning to show signs of sickness and disease. He starts taking away his health. He broke out with sores. All over his body. Even his wife got weary looking at him. Told him y'all to curse God and die. But then Job teaches us another lesson. A, a lesson that most of us don't want to hear. A lesson that a whole lot of folk don't ever learn. Job, listen at him thinking. Job, since I know that God has a hedge around me. And I know that nothing is going to go on behind this hedge that God doesn't allow. <laughs> Y'all hearing me? So, yeah, yeah, no matter how bad it gets, no matter how bad it seems, since I know that God is still in control, look at chapter 14, verse 14. He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait. <laughs> That in your book? 
He said, what I'm going to do. He says, I, I, I know this doesn't look good. I know I'm smelling bad. I know everybody left. But he said, but I'm going to wait. It's right there in the book. All the days of my appointed time, I'm going to wait until my change comes. Y'all ain't hearing this. Listen to it good, brothers and sisters. Listen to it good. Job is not waiting. He, he's not waiting to see whether or not a change is coming. He knows that a change is coming. He says, all, I, all I'm going to do, I know it looks bad now. I know it feels bad now. I know that everything, everybody pulling away from it now. He said, but I'm going to wait until my change comes. Let me say it like this. Job knew that it, it's got to come. I'm going to help somebody right here in a minute. Yeah, I, it's got to change. <laughs> Y'all hear me? It feels bad right now. Job said, it's got to change. And all I got to do is I got to hold on until my change comes. And, and, and let me say, that, that's somebody's prayer up in here right now. That's somebody right now got that prayer in your mind. Lord, uh, yeah, I know that you got a hedge around me and I know that you're in control of everything that's going on behind the hedge. And I know that a change is coming, but God, what I need you to do, uh, I need you to help me to hold out until, is there anybody here? Is there anybody here? Just need a little help here. Help me hold out until my change does come. I know it's coming. Y'all hear me? I know things have got to get better. I know it's going to get better, better. But what I need you to do, give me the strength to hold on until my change comes. I wonder if I got one witness up in here. Sometimes all you need is a little strength to hold on just a little while longer. Is anybody there? Sometimes all you need is God to get you through another day. If I can just hold out till tomorrow, if I can just keep the faith through the night, if I can just hold out till tomorrow, everything will be all right. If I can hold out, if I can keep the faith in God's own time, a change will come. But then, then Job gives us one more little bit of information. Tells you how to handle Satan when he shows up. And he will show up. He, let me, Job said, let, let me tell you how to handle him when he attacks. Had to do with some information that Job had. And I, I've been studying, trying my best to figure out how Job got this information. I've been, how in the world could Job have known this? Chapter 19 and verse 25, Job says, For I know that my Redeemer lives. And that he shall stand in the latter day upon the earth. How did he know that? He was an Old Testament character. Y'all hear me? He was not a New Testament character. You had to be a New Testament character to know about the Redeemer. After all, the Redeemer was never born until the New... Are y'all hearing me? How in the world did he know about a redeemer, a living 
redeemer. How did he know that? And how did he know that in the end, in the latter day, he was going to stand here. Are y'all hearing me? How could Job know that? He's an Old Testament character, but he's talking about New Testament talk. And he says, uh, he said, one reason you can't shake me is because that I know. You can't shake folk when they know. <laughs> he says, I know that my redeemer lives. Are y'all hearing me? And my brothers and my sisters, uh, there's something in knowing. That your redeemer is living. You want to know what keeps me going from day to day? Is that statement right there? I know that my redeemer, are y'all hearing me? I know that my redeemer is alive. Life wouldn't be worth living if I didn't know that my redeemer lives. I thank God that unlike Job, yeah. I know my redeemer. Yeah. I thank God uh, that I lived in a time, yeah, when I know that God uh, has sent his redeemer. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? I'm glad that I know my redeemer. Yeah. My redeemer. Yes. Uh, he was born in Bethlehem. Yeah. Wrapped in swaddling clothes. Yeah. I'm glad uh, that I know my redeemer. Yeah. My redeemer. Yeah. Picked up my cross uh, and put it on his shoulder. I'm glad uh, I know my redeemer. Yeah. My redeemer. Yeah. They stretched him wide uh, and he never said a word. Yeah. They nailed his hand uh, and he never said a word. Uh, I'm glad uh, that I know uh, my redeemer. Yeah. My redeemer. Yeah. He died uh, one Friday. Yeah. Out on an old rugged cross. Uh, I'm glad uh, that I know my redeemer. Yeah. But I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad uh, that the grave uh, couldn't hold him down. Because according to the word of God, it was early Sunday morning when my redeemer, he got up with all power in his hand. Yes, all power is in his hand. And right now I can stand here and say I am, I am redeemed. Bought with a price, Jesus has changed my whole life. If anybody, if anybody ask you just who I am, are y'all hearing me? Don't give them a title. Yeah. Don't call me Reverend. Yeah. Don't call me Pastor. Yeah. Don't call me Doctor. Nothing. Yeah. You just tell them that I am. I am. I am redeemed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Bought with a price. Yes. Redeemer is. Oh, yes, you've learned to trust God. But can God trust you? Can he trust you to go through trials, go through your troubles, and still love him? Can he trust you to lose all your stuff and still trust him? If you're here today, unsaved, 
word of God is clear. If thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. If you're here today, if you're here today, and you're unsaved, I invite you to come. I'm redeemed, bought with a price.